0: Hey everyone, today we're talking about place cards and table numbers. I'll be chatting with Christy Barreja, the founder and CEO of Events by Red Carpet. Christy is known for her endless creativity with a New York City flair. She's garnered numerous awards both nationally and globally. Her long list of clients includes celebrities as well as corporations such as IMG World and American Express Centurion. So Let's give a warm welcome to Christy and talk all about place cards and table numbers. Hi, Christy. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank
1: you for having me, Marie. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Definitely. Now, I'm excited to talk about place cards and table numbers because I feel like these are a lot of times just an afterthought, but they're really an important part of the wedding decor.
1: Oh, I totally agree. It's kind of like the invitation. You know, once you get to the event, that's the first thing you see. It's kind of like when you attend an event or you attend a wedding, an invitation is kind of what's setting the standards. So when people get into the, the venue itself, all of a sudden, you know, they're gonna start seeing what your theme is, what your decor is, what your colors are. And a great way to add to that and kind of give that special touch is the escort cards and the place cards.
0: Definitely. Now, for those couples who are really new to planning, can you give us kind of just a really quick breakdown, you know, what are place cards and table numbers and why do we need them?
1: So basically, we've got a couple different um, ideas with them. You've got the escort, escort card, which itself is a card that you would see in the beginning of the entrance of when you're going into the reception. That's going to tell you your table number, um, you know, with your name, with your guest name and uh, where you'll be sitting. Um, a place card itself actually will tell you where you're sitting within that table. Um, So that's where it kind of differentiates a little bit. And then also to kind of understanding table numbers too, is especially if you're going to have assigned seating, it's always great to have tables that are, you know, put in an order where they know where to go. So it's not, you know, chaos. Um, You know, one of the things that I absolutely love to do, especially with um, my clients, is that instead of you know, just saying, okay, we're just gonna number one two three four five six seven eight nine ten, 10, especially with larger groups, um, what I like to do is I like to put all the odd numbers on one side and even numbers on the other. And I actually split the floor plan in kind of quadrants. So what's really great about that is that um, say, you know Aunt Mary is going to be at table number one. You immediately know when you're facing that room, she's gonna go to the left front if you know i don't know grandma whoever is going to be at table i don't know maybe we're upset with her she's at table uh 32 <laughs> you know she's going to be on the right in in you know further set in the back so there's a bit more of you know kind of a direction and an understanding of where you need to go so not only does the guest have those cards you know most of the time you'll be able to um inform the wait staff or if you have a planner um, the planning staff will know where they go because it just kind of avoids that confusion and it kind of sets a standard too of just having that organization that comfort because you'll be surprised how many people are just so anxious to know where they're sitting and who they're sitting by and where they're sitting and what's the location is it near the dance floor is it near the band because oh my god that you know the sound is going to be too loud am i by the speakers like there's so many things that go on so if you can kind of better organize it and keep it I hate the word regulated, but it's kind of regulated in that sense. It it really helps the guests understand, um, you know, where they're sitting and what they're doing. And, um, you know, and a lot of times brides too and grooms will come up to me and they'll say, you know what, I really want to name this table Paris. And this one, the color blue and all these themes, which is great. My secret is under Paris, it's still table number one. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> Most people, if you said, here's a map of Europe, they're not gonna know the difference between where France is and maybe, you know, where Spain is and this one and that one, or maybe, you know, it's all cities in France and they're not gonna know if Paris is up here and, um, you know, I don't know, Saint-Tropez is down here. So we, we, we put those numbers underneath just just as a, you know, whew, okay, now we know where it is. Otherwise, they're going to be looking over and over and over and it just it just adds just a lot more fluidity. And just kind of professionalism. So that's that's why I love them. I don't leave without them.
0: <laughs> so this is why I just love talking to an event planner because like I just learned something new here. There's so <laughs> much that goes into this. So this is why I think it's great to have an entire episode just dedicated to place cards and table numbers because they're literally that important to your wedding.
1: It's years of OCD. Now I have a reason to put it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Now, when it comes to brainstorming ideas for the place cards and table numbers, where should couples start?
1: So, I always tell my couples um, to kind of envision what their wedding is going to look like do they do they enjoy more of a minimal, minimalistic view or is it very ornate? do they want golds? do they want just simple whites so whatever they envision, <clears throat> we put that big picture together and kind of create that idea and then we take steps backwards so um, with the you know with the place cards and the escort cards it 's kind of something that is a bit more um, You know, a smaller aspect to it, but it's still so important, especially now because tablescapes are such a hot item and it's so important to be an Instagrammable moment and having all these great photos. So with that, I always tell them when brainstorming, you know, what is your kind of concept and your overall theme and also to what do you want to do with that, because a lot of times um, they will use that kind of as a gift. Where you know with weddings and it depends on which coast and and kind of where they are, but especially on the East Coast, it's very, very big to have gifts. So even though you're giving a gift to the bride and the groom. The um, people, the guests that are attending absolutely love to get gifts themselves. So, you know, sometimes I've even seen where they've done the escort cards actually in a beautiful little frame. And once the event is over, that frame can be taken home and a picture can be put in that frame. Um, You know, some of them have now done, you know, it's very popular, especially in California, succulents. Mm -hmm. So they've done succulents that are these beautiful little succulents and in the succulent itself is the escort card itself or we've even gone to the point of doing something where it's maybe, you know, they've had a succulent there and then when they get to the table they actually have their place card too and it's a matching succulent that goes onto the table so it's actually like a pair, like the couple is coming together so you've had the bride succulent and the groom succulent or the bride and bride and groom or groom, um, whatever the case is, and they come together as a pair from the time that you've arrived to the reception to the time that you sit by the table. So, there's a number of things that you can do. Um, some of the things I absolutely love too are pictures. I just attended a wedding myself and because they hadn't met in the 80s, they had pictures of everybody from the 80s and the year that they met. So <laughs> that's when you can really tell what people's ages are because if they were still an adult in the 80s or they were a child in the 80s, you can start to do the math. But um, having that with the table numbers, it's, it's you know, it's something that's really cool and different.
0: Alrighty. So, what are some of the considerations that couples should keep in mind when it comes to choosing the table numbers and place cards to actually use?
1: Well, one of the things that I always um, let my couples know is budget is so critical because. everyone tries to go down that black hole of pinterest which means you might have a budget for this this and this and we know what things cost and then all of a sudden you're on pinterest and you i need this and i need this and i need this and i need that <laughs> and we always try to be really cautious of that because the i need this 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 turns into thousands it's never like oh it's an extra hundred bucks it's an extra ten thousand dollars before you blink your eye and then couples are fighting down the aisle and that's you know happened before true story so um <laughs> You spent what on what? We didn't need this. And yeah, so it's happening. Oh
0: my gosh. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh yeah, they're they're fighting right before they go down because of all the things that everything have cost. So, oh, no. you know, we always try to be really really conscious about that. And a majority of your costs should be, you know, venue and food and beverage is kind of those major major costs, and they're obviously dictated a lot by the size of the group. You know, this past year has been a lot different. Maybe there's a group of ten people, and you you know have a lot more flexibility with your budget and decor than someone who might be having a wedding of five hundred people. So. That being said, with the escort cards, you know, one of the things to keep in mind are, and, and the place cards I should say too, is that is it going to be a gift considered in that so you can kind of add you know, two line items to the budgets together? And you know how many people? And what's the level of importance? So another thing that I love to do for my brides and my grooms is that I make them do a column of three things right, before we start planning anything. It, it saves a lot of arguments. So it's what we have to have what we'd like to have and what we don't care about. And I make the bride and groom do it separately because for him, he might turn around and say, oh, I really have to have lobster. Or they, I've had a groom come up and say, I have to have chair covers. I don't know why he saw them once and he has to have them. And that's just one of those things where a bride might say, well, I have to have a beer wine dress. You know, so, so those budget items are basically, you know, kind of played with and organized based on that have to have column. And then from there we have our, what would we like to have? And then based on that, based on negotiations, based on maybe, you know, head count, all those different things, we have that line item to kind of play with. So with the escort cards and the place cards and things like that, they're not always gonna be priority number one, I'm just gonna be honest, but it is important. And it's, it's, you know, the level of what you do should be based on the budget and what you have and also to kind of the creativity level you know depending on what the theme is of your wedding and and there's ways that we can do things that if it's a destination wedding you know using you know cost-effective things like you know pieces from the beach or you know sand or, or you know some different unique items that might be more of a natural item Or, you know, if you're having a wedding at the plaza, it might be a bit more ornate. I mean, I actually have, you know, I mean, we've gotten different pieces like this where we've had clients do tie dye and um, they've had really, you know, unique napkins that go with their um, theme. But even having, you know, a place card as simple as this, it just adds to a different idea of um, what is needed. But, you know, these all cost money because these are handmade, these are handmade. So, I mean, there's, there's ways to go around it. It's just being realistic of how many you need and what you have to spend on it. And, you know, the world is your oyster at that point.
0: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think those are some great things to keep in mind. And I especially love that tip about, you know, putting down that list of what you need to have, what you don't need to have, and even having the bride and groom or each one do it separately. I think that's such a great tip as well.
1: Yes. Uh, and I think
0: that's something a lot of people don't do. And I can see that saving a lot of arguments.
1: Exactly. Because it is. And also, too, you know, and it always also, you know, especially with weddings, there's so many personal item, you know, aspects to it. And also, too, it's it, who's paying for it is always, uh, you know, a hard decision. So if it's just the couple that's paying for it themselves, ultimately, it's their decision. But if there are parents that are paying for it also, they have a say in it, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, knowing where that is and what you're spending on and breaking those down into those three columns, it just makes it very black and white and it makes it a bit more unemotional, which is always really helpful to make decisions because it's, emotions can run high that day.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. So now for the fun part let's talk about some cool ideas that you've seen for place cards and table numbers and, and I want to tell everyone too, you put together this awesome ebook which we're going to have up on the website so everyone can go there and download their copy, it is full of pictures and ideas so you can get inspired for your place cards and your table numbers and let's talk about kind of the five you know main types that you like to use and some ideas that you have.
1: I mean, depending on what it is, you know, you've got the display side. So you've got, you know, the, the, the escort displays. So if you're giving a gift, you're giving an item, that's kind of what, you know, like we mentioned before, sometimes people use succulents, they'll use a, a really unique plant, they'll use a beautiful um, uh, frame. And, you know, that's kind of that first presentation, that's an idea. And then the second idea I kind of came up with was more of just the personalization. So, if there's photos of people, um, you know different ideas like that where it's got a personal touch, you know, just having a full name board or we've done things on mirrors, which are really unique because people can take selfies next to them and and there's there's different aspects to that, but those kind of ideas, I usually always recommend having a smaller group just because of the prep time, because of the changes, because of the last minutes I mean to this day, no matter how many times people have RSVP'd, there's always someone that shows up that was not supposed to be there. And, or, you know, oh, I sent it, it got left in the mail. And, And, you know, and those are one of the things that I always tell my couples, is that at this point, you have to reach out to people. So if you have not heard from them, be very specific, reach out to them. Just because they didn't send you back an RSVP card does not necessarily mean that they're not coming. And they might be coming with three people. And that's also too, it kind of goes back into the etiquette side of it too, where I am a stickler for etiquette. Um, You know, when you, when you address a invitation, if you are asking that person to bring a guest, you put Mrs. Jane Smith and guest. If you are just inviting Jane, then it's Mrs. Jane Smith. That's it. If you are um, limiting the family, it's Mr. and Mrs. Bob Smith. If you are inviting the family, it's Mr. and Mrs. Bob Smith and family. Um, you know, so being very specific about that and kind of um, when they, they put their RSVP cards back so you understand, exactly how many plays and how many escort cards you will be designing and, and making because you know you just the less surprises the better. So especially with those boards and, and different things, they are very, very popular and they look very beautiful. They are just very challenging and for a lot of couples they do become a little bit stressful. So I always like to have those, you know, options that you can kind of swap in, swap out and always make extras. Um, that's that's also kind of one of those things where I'm just like, you know what? Even if we have to handwrite it, I, I can do calligraphy. There's a lot of people that are on site that have great, you know, it's, it's that last minute, okay, we can fix this. Or, you know, especially now in this day and age with, with you know, computer programs and things like that, you can match pretty much almost any font, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that I love when it comes to the tables is, especially if there's not a large group, is having the personalization, like, as I mentioned, we had done, you know, for event, you know, like, you know, each individual name, which is a very modern trend now, and mixing and matching with the different themes. If you don't have a big table, I've even done where this is kind of um, cool because it's, Mm -hmm. you've got the initial and it's kind of a bit of a ring dish. So um, the guests were able to take the dish and because it was a small group of 10 people you know most people knew you know what their first initial is i mean if they don't then that's probably a whole other set of problems but um, having those different things and also the placement of it all i mean we've done to the point where we've had placemats and the the initials have been uh monogrammed into the placemats as well as um with uh linen napkins you know depending on the location of it i mean we've done little coasters that have had that too. So just unique, different aspects of it. If you're doing a theme to an event, one of the um, inspiration photos I pulled out were tambourines. I mean, you know, some people are just very musically inclined and, you know, they want everybody dancing and performing. So they actually put their seat assignments or place cards, their name on the tambourine and it goes on each of the chairs. I've also now seen two, which is really, really cool, is the martini glasses where they can etch in the name. The only thing is the example that I have on there is for it to be an escort card to the table. But me personally, I if it's in a martini glass, I spill it. I'm just, you know, it happens. <laughs> so I would recommend. <laughs> Put it in a t- in a regular glass, I can handle it. Martini glass, I don't know what happens. I just, it's, it, it, I don't know. <laughs> so that being said, my recommendation is if you're using that to have that actually on the table and use that rather as a place card versus an actual escort card where you have to take the glass with you all the way over there because you definitely will have uh, some <laughs> problems. <Even laughs> or if someone gets too excited. <laughs> or if they drink it they're, they're excited they're like oh this looks good drinks it then poof table number gone <laughs> so, <Right? laughs> oh. so there's a lot of great ideas and there's so many ways that you can use it and really be creative about it and it doesn't have to cost a fortune I mean you know another example we had a couple that absolutely loves music and they love 45s and records and things like that so you can go and and get from you know an app you know like a flea market and get a bunch of forty fives yeah. and actually relabel them and the cost is pretty pretty minimal because those forty fives are only going to cost you know a few cents or you know you can work with a record store that maybe they don't have that you know they're getting rid of because it doesn't matter exactly what the album is because you're redoing the label. Mm-hmm. so I mean they, you know it's just about being creative, being smart you know, looking what's out there and knowing what's important versus what you just, because Pinterest told you to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's about intertwining it into the theme of your wedding.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I love all those ideas. I love how some of them are just so personal and they really get to the heart of the couple. That's what I love when you can just see their personality shine through the decor. So um, I love all those ideas. And especially like I said, that ebook has so many pictures, things I've never seen before. It's really creative. So I definitely recommend everyone check that out. Thank you. So Christy, tell us more about yourself and your company.
1: Well, I've been doing this, uh, it's going on 20 years now. So um, if you ask me, I will lie about my age. I started when I was four, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I've gone from the corporate world to the social world. And and, and how I kind of merged from one side to the other was when I was doing corporate events and in corporate America, a lot of my um, friends and clients and colleagues were like, well, now I'm getting married. So you plan this so well, you know, would you be able to plan this too? And it it kind of evolved into where it is. So, um, you know, back in the day, I I started the event department for TD Ameritrade and went to Barclays and ran their event department. And I went on my own in 2006, just because I was, you know, I love the corporate side of it, but I also love the ability to plan and have different ideas and be creative and it allowed me for so many more unique events and meeting different people that you know once i went on my own i never looked back so um you know we work globally uh we have an office in new york la san francisco and miami so we hit all corners but you know most of our favorite events have been in mexico they've been in beijing they've been in europe so we go we we don't care i mean covid stopped us a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) once it starts up again we cannot wait to travel so and actually too our team is multilingual so we have people that speak Spanish they speak French they speak German so you know it's it's really understanding and especially with weddings I've done Nigerian weddings I've done Chinese weddings I've done you know not even just the Jewish and the Christian faith there's so many different things and and what makes them so special is that you know there's these beautiful cultures and these these you know integrating you know these couples and understanding each other and and really making something beautiful and special and unique out of it all so um yeah so that's how i've ended up where i am today and and you know it's events by red carpet we've been around for a long time and even after covid we plan to stay here <laughs>
0: absolutely and now uh, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you
1: yeah uh, our website is uh events by and uh we we have a Twitter which is by Red Carpet, um, but mostly it's our Instagram is is really where we show and we share ideas and and um, you know spread different concepts and and you know and just kind of keep it fun and light, which is by red carpet events. Um, and you can always email me at hello at the redcarpetevents.com. So uh, be happy to help, answer questions, offer advice, and uh, you know, we're here.
0: We're we're all in it together. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Christy, thank you so much for sharing all of these amazing ideas and your advice. I really appreciate it. And I know everyone's going to love this episode. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode all about place cards and table numbers. And don't forget, you can catch all of our podcast episodes with wedding planning ideas over at transformyourwedding.com. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.